Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Free Terrible Gamers. I'm your host Colin, here with Ashton. Hey guys, how you doing this week? Alright, everything that we had left over from last week is still relevant, so we're going to continue with what was happening last week, and then if we get to it, we'll get to the new topics for this week. But we're going to start off with... And Stream Arcade is coming to Xbox, or I guess it's on Xbox at this point. Yeah, it's on there now. But uh, yeah, Ant Stream Arcade is offering over 1,300 retro game titles on Xbox One and Series X slash S, with notable titles such as Space Invaders, Metal Slug, and Bubble Bobble. The company says these titles will be playable instantly without additional downloads or installation via its cloud gaming platform, and more titles being added every week. This is notable as AntStream will be the first third-party game streaming service on Xbox. It says the service will support cloud-based game saves, an online scoreboard, and the ability to pick up your game from multiple devices. AntStream Arcade is already available on Mac, PC, Linux, Android TV, Fire Stick, and Samsung TVs. But this marks the first time it's coming to a game console. So... This is pretty cool. I know there's a lot of people out there that still like older retro games. And so I figured, I mean, 1300 to choose from. There's got to be some there for a little bit of everybody to try if you like retro games. And Space Invaders, that one specifically, was I like that game really well. I played it a lot on arcade, like several. It comes out on almost every remake of like arcade sticks or whatever. You can find online yeah space invader is probably definitely the most notable game on there that i've seen and for 30 bucks you get 1300 games so i mean it's not a bad deal whatsoever no and being able to play it not just on the xbox but anything since it's you know cloud-based so if you have any of those platforms like a mac pc android tv or fire stick like i mentioned you can play it and keep your game saves if you're playing on your Xbox or if you go play in your room on your Fire TV or something, you know. Yeah, Space Invaders paired with old Dig Dug. It should be a very nostalgic trip. Oh, yeah, Dig Dug. Bubble Bobble, I played it too. Uh, Metal Slug, I never played it, but I've, you know, heard of it, obviously. Heard probably almost all of those games, 1,300 of them, but probably heard their name at least once. Uh, probably over the course of the years. Like I said, I haven't heard that bubble bobble one. You haven't? Hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad game. But, uh, you know, there's 1,300, so I didn't want to have the whole list on here. So, hold <laughs> the whole podcast just covering those. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even more. 
Yep. Might so. be a few weeks. <laughs> Probably. Take a while. So you guys can go check those out when you whenever you feel like it, if you want to. Just we're giving you the news. Go check it out. Sticking with news, which I mean, obviously these ones are still under pre order, but the PS five access controller is going to be on December sixth. Yep. So the access controller for PlayStation Five will launch on December sixth, like Colin said. Worldwide for eighty nine ninety nine US, hundred and nineteen ninety nine for Canadians, and twelve thousand nine hundred eighty yen for the Japanese market, and eighty nine ninety nine or I don't know what that currency is, and then 79.99 euros. So, Sony Interactive Entertainment announced pre-orders will open on July 21st, which was time recording yesterday. On your PlayStation 5 console, there are many settings for the access controller that you can configure to meet your needs. You can map buttons to create up to 30 control profiles, adjust stick settings, toggle commands on and off, or disable buttons altogether to stop accidental pressing. You can even pair up to two access controllers and one DualSense wireless controller together and use them collaboratively. So the access controller, it's um, basically uh, an accessibility controller, you know, access controller. It's a handicap controller, basically. So if somebody's having trouble, like their hands don't work real well, they uh, can't grab a DualSense 5 controller. It's kind of in a circle like and has the buttons around and has like a basically an arcade stick for the joystick so it makes it easier for them to use it if you know somebody's having trouble with their hands or whatever on the arthritis you know whatever problems you may have uh xbox came out with a controller similar to this not too long ago so i guess this is just sony's competitive market to that but i mean it's for good calls and you know not everybody can play the same so it's good to give everybody access to a controller or to be able to play games if they want to. Yeah, PlayStation's pretty... I got this off PlayStation website, but it said, for the past five years, we've been on a journey with accessibility organizations and experts to create a versatile controller kit that enables gamers to with disabilities to play more comfortably and for longer periods empowering more players to share the joy of the game today we're thrilled to announce the access controller for ps5 will be available globally on december 6th as we mentioned before with pre-orders kicking off yesterday at the time of recording on the 21st so playstation has set up themselves with you know uh, at least they're doing something right with the whole entire fiasco with the Activision stuff. But, you know, at least they're somewhat looking out for their player base at this point, which I can appreciate them a little bit for, for that community. But at the same time, like you said, with the whole entire Xbox has basically already had one out that's just their competitive to the market. So at the same time, screw Sony for not having it a little bit quicker. Yeah, screw them for not having it before Microsoft. Stupid Sony. Get the FTC on that one. Yeah, they just want to... So Xbox doesn't get all their accessibility and disabled players going over to them. Yeah. Stupid Sony. Selfish. Uh, no, but... Well, 
in all actuality, though, uh, it's good for Sony. I, I do appreciate them doing this. This is the first thing they've done right in quite a while, I'll say. Um, I, I would say Nintendo, being how they are, will probably come out with one eventually before the end of the Switch's life cycle. Because you know how friendly they are to all of their, you know, all ages, really. So it's not even really just an age thing. It's, you know, disability. But um, I, I would say they would come out with something, too, eventually. I mean, technically to an extent, I don't think they would necessarily because especially if they keep the same formula with like the Switch controllers or Joy-Cons or whatever, because I mean, that would be a very accessibility. I mean, that's a very accessibility based controller in itself if you just, because I mean, you can play on just one controller. Yeah, some games you can. So, I mean, they'll probably make it more available that way because like i said it's not as bulky as a dual sense or a xbox controller which an xbox controller being a lot bigger than the playstation controller yeah but but if you're comparing the joy cons to it and they might just make it a setting like that that way you can play every game on just joy con but i would say that would come out on the next gen switch opposed to current gen because you think they're technically one generation behind everybody else at the moment are they behind or are they ahead? Nobody really knows. As you say, with the whole entire taking it, you know, a hybrid console, they're ahead. But at the same time, it's graphics-wise, are definitely behind. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But people placed the Wii U and the Switch in the same generation when technically that should have started the next generation. Yeah. But definitely graphics and power-wise, yeah, they're definitely behind this current gen. Well, the next gen, which is all the current gen, basically Nintendo switches in last gen. But people still yeah. call the current generation next gen and then the Switch current gen. So, I mean. Yeah. It'll be like that until they get like a PS5 Pro Pro at or, this point. Or the Switch successor comes out. Then it'll be current gen, I guess, for everybody. Yep. But anyways, moving on from accessibility to a PlayStation game getting a PC port. Yeah, so this game... All right, so when it first came out, they said that everything that goes on in the game, you know, going between different rifts and things in this game, was only possible... Because of the PlayStation 5 and its, you know, hard drive, the SSD and the graphics cards and everything. So, and then here we have a PC port, which I don't know how much everybody knows about hard drives, but an HDD is very old compared to and very slow compared to an SSD. And this game will run on an HDD, which is, say... Xbox 360, early Xbox One era, old. So the devs saying that this game was only going to be able to run and only possible to run on the PlayStation 5, and then they're saying it's going to run on HDD. Shows how much Sony's full of crap, and they talk up their games. Like, this game is only, it only requires 8 gigabytes of RAM to run. 
and it'll run on an HDD with 75 gigabytes of space. Yeah, it's, I mean, and about in the end game of it all, PC has been ahead of all the consoles for a while. Yeah, and so, I mean, always will be. Can, yeah, because the fact that you can get 120 frames per second on a PC at this point with the right stuff, and then at a console level, you're still only at 60. Yep. Sometimes like still said, 30 on next gen. So at this, you know, there's no excuse saying that PC won't be able to handle something. Yeah, there's some PCs that won't be able to handle it. Right. But there's the definitely time, some that will. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of will. Yeah. Because a lot of people keep their PCs up to date with the newest hardware and everything else. Because, you know, well, the reason why people don't get into PC gaming is because the initial startup of it all. But and pretty much once you get it all, yeah, once you get it set to where it is, you can adjust everything for a lot cheaper than what it would be. Oh, yeah. For everything. So it's just that initial yeah. kick of it all to get everything off the ground. But yeah. yeah, anything that console can do, a PC has already been able to do for at least 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's just a little bit of piece. It's PC ports coming tr July 26th, um, you know, on Steam and such. But, I mean, I'll pick it up eventually because I like playing some of the PlayStation games because I don't have a PlayStation because I'm not buying their console, but I will buy their game, not from them, but from Steam. So, yeah, it's uh, it's coming to PC and it doesn't take, a whole lot of space or power to run this thing. You can run this thing on AMD Ryzen 3 and we're up to Ryzen 9 now. So, yeah. Don't take Do a whole lot of power. Daxter? Yeah. Do I think... So that's part of that series, isn't it? Uh, no, that's Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter. Yep. Daxter and Clank are different. Okay different IP but I do hope that Daxter you know they do something with I hope they make a Daxter 2 not a Jack and Daxter like 6 or whatever how many everyone's out there I just have to do a Daxter 2 because that game was awesome on the PSP just him by himself doing whatever or if they just remake the first one like yeah. they're different games but I don't think they was in the same universe they are they are but he's off doing his own thing and Jack's not in it gotcha but um even if they remake the PSP for modern consoles, that'd be awesome because I love that game. Oh, yeah. Good game. All right. Well, you was mentioning Steam, but Square Enix has their own sales going on right now. Still. Yeah, so I got the whole list here. It's going to take a minute, but... uh, <laughs> We got a few of them. Left. Yeah, we got a few of them. A uh, collection of mana. Uh, I have the prices here, but I'm not going to say the prices. You guys can go look at the prices. But a uh, collection of mana, collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend, Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 2, Dragon Quest 3, Dungeon Encounters, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8 Remastered, Final Fantasy... What's IX in Roman numerals? 10. No, not, IX is 9. 9. Okay, Final Fantasy X and, and X2. Because I knew X was 10, but I knew whatever is after, like XI would be 11, but IX, I didn't, yeah. wasn't sure. 
So anytime it's before, it's going to be one less. Okay. Saves from it, basically. Okay, gotcha. So like IV is four. Yeah, and then V is five, and then VI is six. Final Fantasy X, X2 Remaster, Final Fantasy 12, The Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy 15, Pocket Edition HD, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, Harvestella, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix Cloud Version, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue Cloud Version, Kingdom Hearts 3, The Remind Cloud Version, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, Legend of Mana, Neo, the, the World Ends With You, Near Automata, Octopath Traveler 2, Power Wash Simulator, there you go. Oh, yeah. Romancing Saga 2 and 3, Romancing Saga Minstrel Song Remastered. Sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Saga Frontier Remastered, Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, Star Ocean First Departure R, Tactics Ogre Reborn, The The It Rhythm, Final Bar Line, Trials of Mana, World of Final Fantasy Maxima. So there's a, a ton of games on there I've never heard of, but obviously everybody loves the Final Fantasies and the Kingdom Hearts games from Square Enix and the Dragon Quest games. So those there's several of those on there. Go pick them up and they will be available on the Switch eShop until July 26th, which time recording is four days from now. So, you're seeing a couple you didn't mention. Uh, okay. there, which I think I was looking at the general overall thing and not necessarily just a Switch. Okay. But the one I seen, it had just calls. It was on sale one for four. Uh, Deuce X, which have you ever played that game or heard of it? I think, was it not? Part of the Games with Gold a long time ago? Games with Gold a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I played yeah. it. That game was rough. I was, don't know if you played enough of it to realize how rough it was, or I may just be that bad at it. I don't think I played a whole lot of it. Maybe like an hour or two, most. Like it was, I couldn't get past the first boss. Like, And this was, i say probably close to, i say seven or eight years ago at this point. So it's not like I was a kid trying to play it, but it right. was like it was rough trying to beat that game, which it's rated like one of the like not like Dark Souls hard, but it's rough in that aspect of it. Okay. Uh but they got two or three games out now for the series and they're all on sale and Tomb Raiders are on sale pretty much the whole series is on sale as well, up to like fifty six percent off. Okay. And then there's few indie games on there. I didn't get the list of indie games, but they can be uh, as low as free. Nice. Okay. Yeah, those are some good games. Just Cause, Deuce X, the Tomb Raider games, those are really good. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. I have, I own I think two or three. They were actually free one time on the Epic Game Store and I picked them up while they were free. That's the thing. I've never played a Tomb Raider game. They're they're not bad. Um, I played the original on the PlayStation One, and then I played. I don't remember the names of them. There's th like three different ones that were free on the Epic Game Store. I played. I mean, I never beat them or anything, but they are pretty interesting and pretty fun. They do take quite a bit of power on a PC to play, though. 
Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, if you played it, especially new PC versions. But <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of good games on here. Um, like I said before, I'm not an RPG guy, so Final Fantasy isn't my thing. But uh, neither is Kingdom Hearts. But I know there's a ton of Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts fans out there. Just Cause, that's a good game. I've played it. And uh, yeah, like Colin said, Deuce X, tough game, but it's fun. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Oh, right. and power wash finished. simulator. Don't forget that, Colin. You got to try that out. Power wash simulator. I'm, I think I'm, play? I think I'm good on power. I'll stick to old goat simulator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not the type of person that falls in that ASMR stuff that you would like watch online. Like, stuff just don't like suit my fancy for like i don't understand the purpose of doing stuff like that like i said a goat simulator i can't be a goat in real life i can go outside and power wash anything i want to <laughs> right well yeah like you said asmr like i can't get into that like i've seen people online just blow up over like oh you know it's so relaxing i listen to it and it's just a bunch of noise that's not relaxing to me no. relaxing to me is peace and quiet exactly not a bunch of noise rattling paper or whatever the crap they do. There's all kinds of crap people listen to. Yeah. And like I said, similar is like that to me is the video game world ASMR. Yeah, basically. Stuff. Yeah. And if you get the right crowd with it and your people would enjoy that type of stuff, and yeah, you're probably going to enjoy that game. Yeah. But for me personally, I'm not. Like I said, as far as simulator goes, the only simulator game I've ever played is the goat simulator. Right. And that's because it's not physically possible for me to be a goat. That's true. I can go outside and power wash my car if I want. 
you know, it might be frowned upon, but I could even go do surgeon stuff if I really wanted to. Yeah. Because there's even surgeon simulator. I mean, I can do all that stuff. One thing I cannot do is be a goat. Yeah. Farming simulator, you got a garden, you know. You got... Exactly. I may not get all the big fancy equipment that you can get on that game, but I can still literally do all the gardening stuff on that game. Yeah. <laughs> be a goat? I cannot. Because I'm terrible. I cannot be the greatest of all time. That's right. All right. But moving on to this week's topics, uh, Ubisoft weighs in on the Microsoft acquisition. Who cares what Ubisoft says? <laughs> we do for the purpose of this podcast right now. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, as reported by GameSpot, Golamot. I don't know if I'm, I probably ain't saying it right, but he's the CEO, president, something of Ubisoft. But he said that Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard going through is good news as it really shows the power of IPs and the direction the industry is headed towards. He also mentioned that this deal shows the value of IPs on different platforms like PC, console, and mobile as well. Furthermore, he also said how mobile is an important part of Microsoft's plans with Activision and that. Ubisoft is also aligned with the same. Guillemot also isn't the first one to give his approval to Microsoft Activision deal as Take-Two Take Interactive CEO Strauss Zelnick had already said the same last year. So I thought that was pretty interesting to add that to because, you know, we like 2K, so they make 2K, so, you know, they're off for it as well, which doesn't really matter if they're for it or not, but they are. Uh, personally. <laughs> I mean, it's good that, you know, other gaming companies are for it, but and if they're against it, then it's not like it's they can block the deal or anything, you know. But uh, it is good that, you know, the gaming world is for it. It seems like the only ones that aren't, obviously Sony, but they signed that deal. So apparently they're for it now since they were going to take the loss on it. But... um only ones that are against it really are non-gaming places like they're just competitive markets like the cma the ftc they're the only ones that are against it and they're not even yes they do regulate gaming but it's not just gaming it's i mean cell phone carriers and stuff like that too just something anything that's not fair is what they regulate or try to block so Good to see actual gaming companies are for and see how it will help gaming instead of hurting it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I probably have a little bit more respect for Sony, just how you mentioned that, which, I mean, obviously we've talked about for pretty much the past 10 weeks, it feels like, nonstop, consistently. We've got to mention the FTC and Sony. But I'd probably have a little bit more respect for Sony if they took their loss and then just was like, okay, we just won't have call of duty on the playstation now since we actually lost but no they came crawling back like the little wimps they are yeah and then still they did and they took a worse deal because everybody else's deal says that activision blizzard games will come to their systems sony's is just call of duty the one they offered sony before they started all this crap and sued them you know use the ftc to sue them or whatever 
you know, it was the same as everybody else's Activision Blizzard game. So if there's a new Spyro 4 coming out, it's not going to Sony. If there's a new Guitar Hero coming out, it's not going to Sony. Only Call of Duties will go to Sony for the next 10 years. Nothing else. Now, that's not saying every single game that they come out with will go everywhere else, will go to the Switch, but it's just the possibility that it can. There's no possibility that it will go to PlayStation. Yep. And they basically lose two of their original mascots in that stupidity. Yep. yep. Crash and Spyro. Yep. They are now Microsoft's people. Yep. They won't be nowhere near mascot status, but. No, no. Microsoft's already got theirs. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on since we bashed Sony some more. That's what they get. Uh, Miyamoto weighed in on his theories of why people do not like Pikmin 4 as much as... Well, Pikmin in general, opposed to other Nintendo games, first party. Yeah, so uh, it says for a series with numerous entries developed and published by Nintendo, Pikmin has never sold as well as you might expect. In a recent Ask the Developer interview from Nintendo, series creator Shigeru Miyamoto shared his thoughts on why that might be. The main Pikmin series has only sold a little, little over 5 million copies in its lifetime, which is half of what The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom managed to sell in its first three days. In the recent interview, Miyamoto asked himself about the series. Why haven't they exploded more on sales? Even though they're so much fun to play, why do people think they're so difficult? The iconic developer goes on to explain that he thinks it's because players struggle with how much death factors into the games. I get that people find it more difficult when death is a factor, Miyamoto said in response to a comment an interviewer about playing players being afraid of Pikmin dying because they're cute. But I think the franchise's strength lies in a relationship with mortality. So it's kind of a, a weird response, I guess. But, I mean, if that's his opinion on it, then that's fine. But uh, he thinks that it's the death of the Pikmin because they're little cute characters is the reason the p- players don't want to buy the game. Me, I've never played a Pikmin game. It's just not something that I think I'd be interested in. So that's why I haven't bought it. So maybe that's other players' reasons as well. It's just something they've never seen before. It's something they just may not be interested in. If I played it, I might be, but it just doesn't look like I would. So that's why I haven't tried it. Yeah, I don't know if death would necessarily be a factor because, I mean, shoot, he's even walked through and showed people how to play Tears of the Kingdom starting. I mean, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom starting out. You can die in Zelda games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I dare to say how good Link's look, Link looks or not, is all up to your personal opinion on how you handle these situations. But I'm just saying, Link can be cuter than a Pikmin sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mainly Zelda, but oh yeah, Zelda can. But no, it's just funny how that's how. I mean, like you said, it's an opinion and everything else, but it's just still, it's, but then again, as I've mentioned before in this podcast, like it was one of our first episodes, like with the slime rancher type Mm -hmm. situation, I'm the type of person I can go through and I can kill little chicklets 
on that game. Yeah. But I don't think I would have any issue killing Pikmin. So that's why I like to be the opinion is just like, eh, okay. But at the same time, I'm just like, Miyamoto, you have literally played or had your hand on about every single Nintendo title that has released underneath you guys that have you dying a lot. I mean, in, in Mario, you die a lot. I mean, maybe, you know. Oh, shoot. What's well, even the point of, I mean, there's literally a Yoshi sacrifice to get that little extra jump. Yeah. Like, how many Yoshis I've sacrificed <laughs> just to get that extra jump here? Yeah. And Yoshi is pretty cute. I mean, he is. I'll say he is. Yeah. He's a cute character. But yet again, I've killed plenty of Yoshis, so Pikmin will <laughs> not be an issue for me. No. Yoshi's cuter than Pikmin, in my opinion. They're ugly little things to me. Yeah. They're just little flowers, basically. Yeah. Yoshi's a living, breathing creature. Dinosaur. He's a cute little dinosaur. Yeah. If they get sacrificed, everything will not need a little fight. Yeah. <laughs> I've never stopped me a meta before. No, it hasn't. <laughs> all right. Let's hit this last one. All right. Get through all of them this week. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Catching up. Uh, yeah, that's right. The FTC is suspending its in-house antitrust lawsuit against Microsoft, which I guess technically we could have added this in, but I just really want to get the Miyamoto thing out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it says after it was denied an injunction by a U.S. federal court, the FTC also has also put a hold on its internal challenge against Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, the Federal Trade Commission's case against Microsoft intended acquisition of Activision Blizzard is slowing down after it announced it would be suspending its in-house lawsuit as reported by The Verge. The administrative challenge that was set to go before its own administrative judge in August has been suspended. In addition to its own lawsuit, the FTC also filed for a temporary restraining order while seeking a preliminary injunction that would keep Microsoft from choosing from closing its deal to purchase Activision Blizzard. The injunction was denied by U.S. District Court and further appeals by the FTC also failed. So basically my thoughts on that is uh they'd seen they had I mean they had no case against in court, you know, and they chose the judge in that one as well. So and so the, I mean and Sony's already signed the deal, so you know whoever you know who was paying them, you know, it's already went through with the deal. So they have no reason to go through with it. So, you know the US is wide open. It's done. We're just waiting on the CMA in the UK and they're working on a negotiation and Activision Blizzard and Microsoft has came to an agreement with an, a uh, contract ex contract extension through October 18th. So they have until October 18th to get the CMA on their side. I mean, it's not they don't have to wait till then. It's just that's the deadline. So they I mean, it could be tomorrow if they come out with an agreement. So. It's it's going yeah. through, and the CMA, the judge, has basically said, okay, it's going through every, everywhere else. We're, we're the holdup right now. Let's get this thing going through. It's going through. Let's just find what it needs to happen to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. I can't really add much more on to how you explained it because I was literally, my whole entire point was, it's funny, as soon as PlayStation pretty much waved her little white flag. The FTC gave up on all things yeah. that there was. Coincidence? So I don't think so. No. That goes on to say that 
PlayStation was signing them dollar bills underneath the table to get them to try to fight this war. Yep. So like you said, we're going on with the CMA, which is the UK's version of all this stuff, since yep. I had it used the past couple of weeks, is literally, like you said, it's like, okay, why are you guys still fighting this? Yeah, right. <laughs> has submitted everywhere else in the world except for the UK at this point. Right. And the judge, I mean, he just strived on, he was like, this is going through, let's just see what needs to happen in order for that to happen. So, you know, Microsoft's already offered to give up some of their cloud gaming rights to a third party just to make it go through in the UK. And I think that'll be enough to let the CMA approve it. I mean, the judge isn't going to, you know, obviously he's not going to allow them not to approve it. So they got to come up with something. Yeah, and I got kind of like a little side note on this as well, since this is involved in the whole entire acquisition thing, is people's wondering if we're going to get uh, like the new Call of Duty on Game Pass. It wouldn't happen instantaneously. Like it can't be like first day until 2025 because PlayStation still technically has a contract until 2025. Right. So the year of Black Ops 2 is when you're able to get the first day edition of call of duty for xbox which i say that's when it will happen they'll wait until 2025 before they do that but that's just a little extra uh topic for you guys okay yeah so i mean it's not that the new call of duty won't come to game pass at some point before the next one comes out it's just it can't come out get day day one because only sony still owns the rights to call of duty until then yep but like i said that with that topic, so that's why I was decided it was a good little tidbit of information to throw in. Right. So the deal will go through. It's just we're waiting on to see what happens between the CMA and Microsoft. But talking about Call of Duty and Game Pass, I'd say all the Call of Duty, old Call of Duties, will come to Game Pass as soon as it still goes through because Microsoft's already fixed the servers on the three like this 360 Call of Duties. The servers are back. Players are playing on them now, no problem. So it's just a matter of time. This deal goes through, those will be up on Game Pass. Yeah. I said he would go ahead and jump the gun, but they don't want to lose the respect of the UK audience, so they're just going to wait in general for it to happen. Right. That's right. Yeah. I haven't seen it here yet, even though it's already accepted. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, like I said, the servers are already up. They know this deal is going through. They're just waiting for the UK to say the word, and then I'd say it'll be on Game Pass next month if they get it done by the end uh, of this month. I believe that is all the time we have for today, though, and we got for all the topics, so, I mean, not really much more to talk about anyways. Right. All right. You follow our socials, our uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Ashen's personal YouTube, Twitch, Kick, Yep. Redbubble. Yep. Buy our merch. Discord. Patreon if you want. Yeah. Discord if you want to talk to us. Yeah, if you don't, then I don't want to talk to you either. <laughs> I like talking to everybody. I don't care. Yeah. But you got to reach to us first. Yeah. Oh, but I don't know. Later, guys. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.